You've heard of the top 1%, but is it possible that you're in the top 0.5%? Well, if you've got at least 10 Bitcoin in your wallet, congratulations, you are. Speaking of Bitcoin, it's topped $9,000 again. Is the move to 10K finally in sight? And China intends to use their new digital currency to compete with the US dollar. One hedge fund manager says the government may make it illegal to hold gold, while a Trump nominee for the Federal Reserve envisions that a gold-backed cryptocurrency could become a thing. What? The Brave browser has beaten Zoom to the punch for encrypted video calls, and crypto kitties will soon be playing hoops. We've got a lot of nifty news and nifty things to discuss, as well as the launch of a nifty new show. It's our super awesome, crazy, ridiculous, yet somehow still just a little serious, nifty, bad news, episode number 412 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the nifty show for the nifty serious and the nifty curious. And what's with all the nifty stuff, Travis? Hey, this is bad crypto. This isn't nifty. It's not. Well, it's kind of nifty that we're doing the show. Well, that is true. It's, it's nifty that people are listening to the show. So thank you for tuning in and listening to another episode of bad news. Now, if you do like Joel and Travis bantering about crypto things, Mr. Joel Com here has a fun announcement. Yeah, so the first episode of the Nifty Show launched today. We went live via a number of different channels, and the podcast version is now in the iTunes podcast store and on Stitcher Radio, soon to be on TuneIn, um, YouTube, and Google Play. So if you'll go to nifty.show forward slash iTunes, go ahead and subscribe there to the Nifty Show. And if you're on Android and use Stitcher, go to nifty.show forward slash Stitcher, and that'll put you in the Stitcher app. Please go and subscribe. This is all about NFTs and the future of digital collectibles. Oh, oh, oh so that's why it's called Nifty. That's it's why it's NFT. Oh, it's NFT. Yeah, you're nifty. so smart. We're so fancy and nifty and spiffy. Also fancy, nifty, and spiffy is our sponsor, eToro. They offer a wide variety of cryptocurrencies for trading. You can build a diversified portfolio with 14 of the world's most popular coins. For more than a decade, eToro has been a leader in the global fintech revolution, and they are the world's leading social trading network with millions of registered users and an array of innovative trading and investment tools. What's more, many of you have taken advantage of this offer, and it could well go away soon. $50.00. In free Bitcoin, if you are a U.S. citizen, go to badco.in forward slash eToro for all the details. We want to send you $50 in Bitcoin, badco.in forward slash eToro. And with that, let's go to the news. Timestamp on May the 29th, 2020 at 12.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. The total market cap at CoinGecko.com currently at 264 billion. Bitcoin hit as high as about 9,500, a little bit more than that yesterday. Currently at 94.13. Ethereum looking super spiffy at $220. Tether, 0.998 cents. XRP, just under 20 cents. Bitcoin Cash, $239. Bitcoin SV, 189. Litecoin, 
4468 Binance Coin, $16.89. EOS is at $2.62. And rounding out the top 10, same as last week, Tezos, XTZ, at $2.86. And now let's check in on the big winners and losers for the week. Big winners and losers this week. There are a few. This has been interesting to watch some of these, some of these projects start taking off. So Maker, MKR, they were up 59% this week. Another big winner, Celsius. Celsius up over 20 cents now, which is really good because that had been around 10 cents for a long time. So that thing popped up. Electronium. I remember Electronium, man. We participated in the ICO, and uh, it was up 45% today. And we're going to talk a little bit about why that happened. They are still under their ICO price of one penny, though. So they're still at 0085. They got a ways to go. But it looks like they're looking up. Blockstack was up 33%. Made Safe Coin, that was up 40%. Any other interesting ones? Yeah, Digibyte up 29%. VeChain up 27%. Theta, we love Theta. We're actually streaming the Nifty Show on Theta. That was up 26% this week. Yeah, by the way, that's a good place to watch live video streaming in a decentralized network and be able to earn cryptos for doing so. So why don't you go ahead and go to nifty.show forward slash theta. That's to watch the live stream. So if you want to be notified of when we go live, usually on Friday afternoons, uh, go over there and follow the bad crypto account so you can participate in that. The big loser for the week out of the top 100 is Solve dot care down 22 percent travis this is interesting because solve dot care was one of the earliest companies that we had on an ico spotlight and more than two years later uh, they are still developing in fact out of all of the projects that we've had on i see more news and press releases and webinars and meetings and developments and partnerships come out of solve than anything else that uh, that i recall if you're on the Telegram group and paying attention to some of the things they're talking about, they are very, very optimistic about this project as they gain more and more traction around the world with different uh, medical companies and countries and stuff that's going on. So there's some people in there who think that thing's going to go 10x, 100x. So very optimistic. Although any Telegram group you go into, there are there are, there are lots of optimistic people. Oh man, this coin is the best coin. It's going to go 100x. But as you said, they've been around for two years and keep developing and building and moving forward. So that is good news. Over at Cointelegraph.com, our favorite place to check the crypto news, there's always articles about you know charting and looking at the, the technical analysis for why Bitcoin might go this way or that way. Right now, there's an article from Joseph Young saying that there's three technical reasons that Bitcoin might run the uh, the liquidation range of shorts filling in their uh, their short selling um the goldman sachs apparently is coming out against bitcoin and uh, uh whales are using a narrative to say that there is a, a potential rally in there and apparently there is a low funding rate on futures contracts on bitmex bybit and Binance. And so that could lead to all kinds of opportunity. You know, at the same time, there are others that say, here's a here's a target reason why Bitcoin can go down to $4,000. And nobody really knows one way or another. Personally, I think we're getting close to that $10,000 
breakthrough. And when that happens, people will say, well, we'll never see sub 10,000 again, and then it'll happen. Right. Well, one of the key indications is says there's a large number of traders that have been shorting Bitcoin and are possibly trapped in some large underwater short positions. And so that increases the probability of a short squeeze to the 9,300 and 9,400 resistance area, which we are, and we're getting really close to popping through that bad boy. So, so you shouldn't wear your shorts underwater. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying you don't short your Bitcoins um, and, and, and having Bitcoin go up. That's bad. You know, it was the market, the housing uh, market crash of 2008 that led to the birth of Bitcoin, right? Us needing a new financial system. And this piece on Cointelegraph by Jonathan Long says that Bitcoin is going to create a new economic elite in 2020, mainly because the COVID-19 pandemic has revealed some serious problems of our current financial system. It's time for a new system. Yeah, well, it talks about how how the financial system needs to be revamped. And the moment that the Federal Reserve said they're going to create infinite money and then oil's value went into decline, the value of Bitcoin started to grow. That's when you started hearing hedge fund people, you know, talking about, oh, man, we need to maybe get into Bitcoin to hedge our bets. And, oh, more and more people started talking about Bitcoin. Uh, and, you know, this... You know, if you've read that book, The Everything Bubble, you know that this that this bubble right here could be the bubble that is the is is the, that helps crumble our society. Unfortunately, maybe reboots it in a better way. But when when these printers are going and they're just printing out money, unlimited unlimited amounts of money, the more money it gets in the system, well, the more the more the price of Bitcoin should go up because more money is in they're 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 basically def, they're inflating their money. And, and Bitcoin's deflationary. And so the more money that's in existence, the, the price of Bitcoin should, you know, correlate to that. It hasn't really popped too much. I mean, it's really about where it was before this whole COVID stuff happened. That is, so it's rebounded perfectly. But we've not seen we've not seen the uh, the pop up above and beyond that. But it looks to some of these people that are talking that once it does pop over 10, it could go for one of those rides like we saw in 2017, potentially. But then again, who knows? Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. You know, if we had a magic ball, we'd all be millionaires, right? You, you mean a, a magic eight ball or a magic crystal ball or just a general ball that's magical? Magical crystal balls? I don't know. It doesn't depends on what a kind of a pair of them. Get some them. balls, dude. You know, Tim uh, Draper once said it will be Bitcoin, not banks and governments that save the day. And, and I don't disagree. You know, when has government ever saved the day? Well, I got my $1,200 stimulus check. I was saved the day that day. <laughs> What's with the the accent? What is that? I don't know. I don't know. That's, well, save well, the day. That's my save the day accent. That's your save the day. <laughs> so you know, that was, that was kind of reminiscent of Eddie Murphy as a barber in Coming to America. It was kind of well, kind of harnessed one of those guys. There you go. You're channeling uh, Eddie yeah. Murphy's barber. Okay, yeah. got it. So apparently there are 30 million Bitcoin addresses that have a balance of something in them. That's true. And so they're saying this, that there are, what is it, 30.4 million Bitcoin addresses have some balance, but not even a whole coin, right? Those with a whole right. coin are a tiny, so ha people who have one whole coin are a tiny minority. And if you got 10 Bitcoin or more, 
then you're now in the top 5% of these 30 million Bitcoin addresses. 0.5%. What did I say, 5%? Yeah, 0.5%. One half of a percent. Yeah, 97.3% of active Bitcoin wallets that hold something hold under one Bitcoin. So wallets between one to 10 Bitcoin have 2.17%. But yeah, you know, if you're not in the top 1% of the wealth of, uh, of the world, you could be in the top 0.5% if you are holding at least 10 Bitcoin in your wallet. I am like 100, which is like 95 grand. I am not in the top 5%, 0.5%, Mr. Travis. And neither am I. Yeah. I'm, I'm Some sorry. days I'm not even in the top 97.3%, depending on how bills go. <laughs> so there's a story here on Forbes, and you know I'm not sure if the headline is accurate, but it says Google goes blockchain, a new deal opens a door to crypto. And it's got to do with the Google. Well, our boys yeah, over at Theta Labs. This, right. is good. this is great. Right. So Theta which is venture-based blockchain and, and live video streaming, has a partnership with Google Cloud. So basically, Google Cloud is going to offer a service that allows users to deploy and run nodes of Theta's blockchain network, and cloud itself will operate as a validator for Theta's network. Uh, it, it's a small entry point, but it it's still, I think it's important because, you know, Google is alphabet baby it is the uh, the big daddy of the internet mm -hmm. well alan day who is the developer advocate at google he says you know they're now engaging they're now engaging blockchain this is one of our first validators but we have many crypto customers we've already had we've already made bitcoin ethereum and six other cryptos data available through our public data set program this is the next step so that is a big big step for for theta and and Theta is sort of a a Twitch competitor, mm -hmm. and sure and and Twitch, you know, is owned by Amazon, and it, it got bought by Amazon for hundreds of millions of dollars. I think I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was at least four hundred million dollars, if not more. And uh, Theta is doing some really cool stuff. We love those folks over there. We've had conversations with them. They're, they've set up a channel for us to stream. They stream Virtual Blockchain Week, and uh, whenever we started that i think their coin was what around two or three cents and then now it's taken off so they can really it's all about virtual blockchain week really help propel theta labs to this new level so you're, you're welcome you guys interesting <laughs> about the way that decentralized video streaming works you know when you're watching netflix you're pulling from their data servers but the way decentralized video works is that when you're watching something you're actually pulling a copy to your computer and somebody else watching it could be watching part of it from you know the the file that's on your machine or the file that's on somebody else's machine uh, and that's how you could keep it decentralized so that a video can't be removed because there's multiple copies of it that are being tracked. And in this case, Theta is tracking it with the Theta token. This is very similar to the way that library works, LBRY.com, only they're not live streaming. They're the competitor and the decentralized alternative to YouTube. So all of our videos, Travis, every time I put something up on YouTube, because we're going to use it for as long as they don't pull us down, a copy of the same video goes up on library. So even if YouTube were to pull down the bad crypto channel, we have 
every video that cannot be pulled down from the internet. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that if you take a look at it and you sort of, you know, think about how Theta is doing this, it's sort of, to me, it's reminiscent of, of a BitTorrent and how like if you have BitTorrent, if you have a file on your system, the reason Napster was became illegal was is like if Joel has a file and then I'm trying to download that file from Joel, I'm downloading that file directly. But with BitTorrent, you sort of just take little pieces and bits of Joel's file and all these other people's files, and then you recompile that file on your computer. Now, that's why I think that Tron's um, you know, acquisition of BitTorrent was really smart because they have their sort of video thing that they're doing. And uh, the distributing of data in a BitTorrent-like way makes a whole lot of sense because you can get different speeds from different people and you can get them for like hundreds of people to recompile that data to yourself really quickly. And so Theta is doing some similar stuff to that. And I think it's a game changer. And keep an eye on Theta because their crypto has gone into the top 100 and I think it's up in the top 50 now. So it's moving. Well, we are not financial advisors. Go do your own research. As, as true. All. all I'm saying is it has been moving. Yeah, that's very true. That is yeah. a true thing. It's it I'm is saying where it's going to go from here. But they just partnered with Google. <laughs> they did just partner with Google. That is a good thing. So uh, Craig Wright back in the news. Of course, he's perpetually in the news because the court case goes on. And, you know, it's it's the court case that was brought by Ira Kleiman. He's mm -hmm. the brother of Wright's former business partner, David Kleiman. And he seeks half of 1.1 million Bitcoin. That's, you know, it's just shy of $10 billion in Bitcoin because the two of them mined them back in the early days of crypto. But there's a list of addresses, and apparently some individual was able to sign one of the uh, a transaction in one of the addresses um, with with the Bitcoin keys that said, "Craig Stephen Wright is a liar and a fraud. He doesn't have the keys used to sign this message. The Lightning Network is a significant achievement. However, we need to continue to work on improving on-chain capacity. Unfortunately, the solution is not to just change a constant in the code or to allow powerful participants to force out others. We are all Satoshi." So this doesn't bode well for Mr. Wright. Mm -hmm. Now, we talked about that last week where, you know, 10 of the Bitcoins that were allegedly in the hands of a Satoshi wallet had been moved. And this is what one of those transactions said. Now, if that's not a big F you to uh, Craig Wright, and notice they didn't call him doctor. They called him Craig Stephen Wright, like what his mom would call him. Craig Stephen Wright, you get in here. You are not Satoshi. I tell you, you are not Satoshi. You go out there and you tell everybody else that you have been lying to them. It is not good, Craig Stevens. Right? Is is he from the South? Because I feel like his mama is. <laughs> his mama is. Is his he from Australia or something? So probably be with an Australian accent. <laughs> Stephen, Craig Stephen, Roy, get in here. This is up. This is a, a, an abomination. <laughs> Another Satoshi on the Bobby. You're so full of ah, Stephen, Stephen Wright. Uh, you know, it's going to be fascinating to see how this all winds up. Uh, you know, I see a at least a Hallmark made for TV movie coming out of this whole thing when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. I speak I mean, to you, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I'm going to say that I'm Satoshi and I have all these cryptos and I can't access any of these cryptos, then you just need to shut your face because like it's an embarrassment. Because, <laughs> yeah, and here he is. He's like, and then people are now signing it and, and trolling him within the Bitcoin blockchain 
that's hilarious. That might have been from Satoshi himself. Who knows? Well, he's trying to, you know, cover his butt here. And as this case moves forward, of course, we will keep you covered on the details and the link to this story and all stories from this episode are in our show notes by now, unless you're a first time listener, in which case, welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Welcome. That you're here in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Uh, here's your membership card. Oh, yes. there it goes. Okay. There it hey, also in the news, I want to share this one. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't let me finish my, I didn't finish. There was, there was a comma there. Okay. Just uh, right was waiting, normally you'll go into each news article and then yeah, read a whole bunch of it. And then like, I got to come in with Chippy. I was trying to. All my commas just sitting there like roadkill. It's like, okay. wait, I was there for a reason. You can go to our show notes at badco.in forward slash 412. And you will find all the links there, including this one, the story that Mr. Travis Wright's about to cover. That's right. Because it was interesting. I was trying to make a little segue in there. Um, so so Trump's comma. <laughs> Trump's Fed nominee advocates for a gold-based currency, even a crypto one. So Judy Shelton is the President Trump's nomination for the Federal Reserve Board of Governors, and she has uh, advocated for getting back to a gold standard, possibly in a very cryptocurrency way. And she told reporters this past Sunday, I don't see it so much as returning to the gold standard. It's more like back to the future. I think that what a gold standard stands for is monetary discipline for its own sake. Money is supposed to be a unit of account, a reliable measure, and a dependable store of value. It really shouldn't be subject to who's the chairman of the Federal Reserve. And so this futuristic vision of a gold standard might include this digital cryptocurrency component, not not named DIG or Unity. It's not any of those. Um, but <laughs> Judy, Judy, Judy. Well, Ms. Shelton might not be happy to hear that a fund manager in the UK named Crispin O'Day has warned that governments may ban personal gold ownership for private individuals if they lose control of inflation. I, that, I think that that would be a bad move. Um, I would call that perhaps government overreach. Can't have gold. Sorry. No medals for you. Uh, so, you know, turn in all your rings and your necklaces and all of that because, I mean, I don't think he's saying that. but It's happened before, it right? Happened. I mean, FDR did that stuff in the 30s and, and uh, confiscated everybody's gold coins. And, in fact, I, I saw this, uh, this video a couple years ago of this guy who was in, was renovating his home. And he was, tore down a wall and they found these 21 coins that were from the the batch right after he had they had confiscated all the gold, and so uh, these coins were so rare, like they they didn't exist anywhere else. Like they they had minted them, and then somebody had gotten a stash of them, and then they had melted all the rest of those other ones, like 1938 gold coins or whatever they were. And then this dude had found 21 of them in his wall, and like these things were going to go for just a ridiculous amount of money, but they came and confiscated them from him because they were illegal and they should have been melted. And so he ended up getting no money from them. Uh, government overreach, man. You can't no, have those gold coins. No, gold coins no, no. Speaking of gold, uh, $1,735 today. And silver is making its move back to 18, Mr. Travis Wright. The stock market in general, the Dow Jones Industrials, just over 25,000. So we went from almost 30,000. And then the crash happened a few months ago down to 18,000. And it's already recovered close to 60% 
of that loss. And, uh, you know, here's what I think is going to happen. I do think that our economy is going to come booming back again because it wasn't things didn't crash because of natural occurrences they crashed artificially because the government basically said you can't go to work and so people have been laid off 40 million people unemployed but i was walking down the street here in denver yesterday and there's this beautiful property on broadway that says it's empty and it says six months free for leasing and here's what's going to happen yes Unfortunately, some people were put out of business. Yes, unfortunately, 40 million people lost their jobs. But just like 2008 created a a whole new wave of businesses, including, you know, what was born out of 2008, Bitcoin, Uber, Airbnb, right? All of these uh, these services and the economy came booming back. We're going to see a lot of people going, you know, this is a great time to start a business. They're going to take advantage of these opportunities. And I think that we're going to see our economy um, become much stronger, in, even in spite of the Federal Reserve just spitting out and vomiting out money like nobody's business. That's my personal opinion. That's your personal opinion? Okay. That's all. I didn't know we, didn't know we could do that on this show. I, sometimes I do that. <laughs> it's optimistic. It is, it is optimistic. I mean, but think of that, man. 40 million people unemployed. That is a huge, huge number, my man. I, I'm being optimistic about it, Mr. Pratt. I, I, hope it, I hope it all works. I hope it all works. As we as we sit here and talk, Minneapolis is, uh, you know, looking like a third world country right now with the with the riots and stuff going on. So it's like, hopefully that doesn't spread. Hopefully your optimism and positivity spreads, Mr. Joe Comp. Well, we have to watch out for the bad actors, you know, like Nicolas Cage. Uh, but I, I think this article <laughs> is talking about other bad actors. The director of FinCEN, Blanco is his name. He's the head of the agency that enforces the Bank Secrecy Act and the KYC requirements in the U.S. And he is concerned about bad actors hijacking crypto. Well, of course, I mean, who isn't concerned about bad actors hijacking crypto? And one of the, the earliest reasons that people said uh, Bitcoin is no good is because of bad actors. You think that uh, that somehow mainstream adoption is going to stop bad actors from using crypto? Have they stopped using fiat currency? I don't think so. Hmm. You know what, I, what, 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 is, what is puzzling to me is that if – the U.S. government and, and these guys are, you know, concerned about Bitcoin being hijacked. Wouldn't it concern them that like most of the miners of Bitcoin are in China? Like it would seem to me that like, you know, like the U.S. should probably with all these trillions that they're printing out, you know, build some Bitcoin mining farms of their own so that, you know, there's other countries out there that have been doing that. So it seems to me that like, you know. It's a little it's a little interesting. But yeah, he says this technology belongs to all of us. Don't let a few people use it for bad acts or rogue nations steal it for bad things. Now, this to me that th this is actually a really interesting and very positive sign to hear that the the this person who's the director of the United States Financial Crimes Enforcement Network talking about how Bitcoin and crypto belong to all of us. Like that that's a mass adoption signal to me. That's a very positive signal. By the way, you know, you mentioned China, and even as we're recording this, I believe the president is holding a press conference because yesterday the uh, Secretary of State Pompeo said that 
um, Hong Kong is no longer autonomous, mm -hmm. that basically China has seized Hong Kong. And apparently, you know, we're going to I don't know what he's going to say, but it's going to be something like it's not good what China's done. Maybe you can do it better than me. What, what, what do you think he's going to say? India's not happy. They're very unpleased. Uh, China's very bad. We're not pleased with China. Uh, what, what, but, but, I mean, they, they're, they're actually gone into India right now. There's literally like 50,000 troops or something inside India, and they're taking, they've taken, did you see that video where the Chinese uh, Communist Party was, was in this, was in the Hong Kong uh, parliament or whatever it is, and like literally dragging their leader out of the room. Yes. And, and then they said, okay, now we're going to have a new vote. Who's going to be, oh, and it's a Chinese Communist Party person who's now the new person in charge. That, that was crazy to see, you know, and, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just really sad. I love Hong Kong. And uh, I think they're overreaching there over there. China, you need to slow your roll. Speaking of slowing the roll, since the SEC basically put Telegram's blockchain um, initiatives out of business, they have changed ton. It once stood for the Telegram Open Network, but since it is no longer um, going to be a blockchain project, they are oh. now calling ton the Open Network. Uh -huh. so, <laughs> the Open Network. Yeah, so they've officially terminated their involvement with the Telegram Open Network in mid-May, and they say that, hey, Telegram's version of ton's no longer going to go forward but has given rise to other projects like Freeton and Newton and the open network. So basically I think it looks like they're just going to do an end around and say, okay, well, if it's not going to be the telegram one, then we're just still going to do it, but it's going to be the open network and eat a bag of dicks. We're going to do it anyway, but we're not going to do it your way. Is what we're going to make a me. ton of our own ton. Yeah. Something like Tons that. Fun. You know, we've, we've warned and discussed, before, especially in the area of fiat currency and futures, uh, trading precious metals on paper and how much more of those there are than actual supply. There are those that are concerned that actually there's more than 21 million Bitcoin functionally because of the way that um, you know they're, they're leveraging the supply the same mm. way they leverage fiat currency. Yes, yeah, that that right there is 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 true because people are uh, on some exchanges you can do a hundred to one leverage, mm -hmm. right? But it's still twenty one. Actually, there's only eighteen point three million right now. The other ones haven't even aren't even in circulation and they haven't yet to be minted. So people are leveraging their Bitcoin and and making much bigger bets than they have. Like if you have one Bitcoin, they're going in and and making bets as if they have a hundred Bitcoin, but they don't. And, you know, hopefully this stays under control, doesn't get crazy like it does with uh, paper gold and paper silver, because that stuff really pisses me off. Here's another reason to be watching out for China. And perhaps, you know, maybe we'll all be speaking Chinese soon. I don't know. It's time to learn a, uh, a foreign language. They are soon launching or I think they've actually created now their digital currency, the DCEP. And what they're wanting to do is replace fiat cash with traceable digital cash. And in doing so, they're wanting to compete uh, with the U.S. dollar's position as the premier reserve currency of the world. Well, English, 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 English
did you just order a pizza or what? No, I didn't. I said, I, um, do you speak English? And then something else. I don't remember what else I said. But uh, it is. I, I read. An, I read an article back in '09 that said you have seven years to learn Chinese, and that was so we needed to know it by 2015. And I, I still don't it. really know it. I still I need to learn it. I missed. I learned Russian because there's so many pretty Russian women over there. I figured it'd be a good idea to learn Russian instead. Read more about what China intends to do here with their digital currency. Again, the show notes for this episode: badco.in forward slash. 412. You know, Travis, you mentioned earlier Electronium, a token that ICO'd for a penny, uh, mm-hmm. went up. I don't know how high it went up, but it's it's under a penny right now. But they've had some really interesting news and uh, going big into Africa. Yeah. So they are launching electricity top-ups across Africa. That, to me, seems pretty cool. And I don't necessarily know if they're if they have like different devices or what they're using, but the uh, the electricity top up feature will allow the ETN app users to top up their electricity meters directly from the app by paying in ETN tokens. So this is going to launch in Nigeria, Senegal, Mali, and Gambia. And uh, this mobile application has added support for airtime and data top ups across 140 countries worldwide. So you talk about the unbanked, you talk about the people who are unbankable and in these developing countries, Electronium is doing stuff to make this thing happen. And their price right now is lower than it was during their ICO. And they're out there making big moves. Do you think that uh, being in Senegal, you think they're going to work with Akon? Mm, Quite possibly. Because he's doing, you know, power uh, based stuff out there in Africa as well. Uh, meanwhile, Mr. Travis Wright, if we go to the uh, Europe and go to Italy, there is a crypto yeah. project. Uh, uh, you can now get paid to watch the uh, porn. Tell me more. Oh, I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a project called Porn Visory, and they plan to reward their users. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even stop laughing. The photo here is hilarious. <laughs> got this dude with two pizzas got his feet kicked up watching some porn you got this coin telegraph person there i don't know it's like she's getting that, that coin telegraph icon's getting ready to do getting ready to do some sexual favors that's just hilarious and so you, you get, get ready to watch porn like i'm gonna become rich you can, <laughs> great you but i only watch it like about three minutes at a time their token for watching <laughs> porn on their platform. Porn Visory's founder, Veronica Nocchese, uh, Nocchese, explained to Cointelegraph that there's a natural synergy between the cryptocurrency and porn industry, which desperately needs anonymous financial systems. Um, you know, she said that PayPal banned Pornhub from its system. Um, and then they decided to support Verge Crypto and they started accepting Tether. And she says, quote, in the porn industry, <laughs> there's a lot of issues regarding privacy and reputation. For example, even the biggest name in the industry, Pornhub, saw its account blocked by PayPal. Also, you might not want to pay your premium account to watch porn with the bank account you share with your wife. Yeah. She also said this, inspired by the Brave browser, we decided to do something similar but related to the porn industry. The concept is very simple. User will be paid to watch porn videos. And when he or she interacts with the porn visory platform in general, so people are going to get rich while wanking. There will not be an ICO for it, though. 
Uh, so you can't you can't invest in it, I suppose. I'm really trying. I'm looking for a good joke here. Uh, maybe you guys can help us out. Like, what should we have said here? Mail us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com with your funniest one liner. It should be the jizz token article. <laughs> <laughs> I got three jizz. <laughs> watch four videos. Earn three jizz. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh That's speaking crazy. of brave browser um in switching topics completely zoom has been on a roll of course explodifying because of the number of people doing um you know virtual conferences and having virtual meetings and they are going to be creating encrypto video encrypted video calls but apparently brave has launched in-browser video calls with end-to-end encryption, and they beat Zoom to the punch. Good job, Brave. It's called Brave Together, and it's open-source encrypted video software Jitsi, which was vouched for by Edward Snowden in 2017. Mm. I've, I've actually seen Jitsi. In fact, I've had multiple people, I think twice, actually twice this week, somebody saying, hey, are you on Jitsi? And I was like, Jitsi? And so that was the first time that I'd heard of Jitsi. That sounds and here it is again. the Jizz token, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> the Jizz token and the Jitsi app. That's, that's <laughs> wow. You, we should actually do video conferencing calls with Brave Together. We should try it out sometime instead of Zoom. Okay, we will give that a try. Maybe we can do that whenever we have our friends call in and uh, schedule some time and chat with us. The uh, the platform that they're using surpassed one million new users. Of course, that's that's the Brave browser just in March alone, and they're going to continue to uh, to growify. Yeah, if you're not using Brave yet, go to badco.in forward slash Brave, download Brave. You'll get a little bit of bat, and we'll get a little bit of bat. And how about that? I like that. How about that? Get your bat, and oh. that's that, Mister Cat. We actually do have a Crypto Kitty story in a moment, but first of all, also from the NFT world and from the mainstream gaming world. By now, everybody knows what Minecraft is. Well, most people should know. Um, our producer, she's like, what is this thing? I'm like, okay, there's only 126 million players every month and Microsoft paid $2.5 billion for it. But let me tell you what Minecraft is. And it's basically digital Legos and Mm -hmm. much more and it's dominated now travis we've talked for some time that in the future of nfts people will be able to swap a sword that was made for one game into another game well the big news here is that engine craft based on the engine platform is now uh, with a blockchain plugin used for the game on a minecraft server that is becoming a reality. You can mm-hmm. make a, a sword on the blockchain or a piece of armor or a skin or any other item. And if you're on the right servers, be able to port them into the Minecraft game and others will see it and you own it. Yeah, well, so what happens on Minecraft is, is like you can have your own server, right? So I my, my son and daughter both love playing Minecraft. And I think Microsoft what acquired them back in 2014, and they've been playing this thing for years. Like, and then they just have new updates. Like, my I know my son who's 18; he was just playing it the other day. And a lot of these kids have grown up playing Minecraft and loving Minecraft. And now, Enginecraft is making 
the 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 realms of Minecraft uh, allow you to to integrate, use, and trade blockchain gaming items on your own server. And so you're going to be able to create your own market, and people can trade and do stuff on that based on blockchain, based on Engine. Who we had Engine on a long time ago, back in like 2017, we had them on the show and early on. Yeah, and- you'll link your wallet, so like things that are in your wallet on your engine wallet, you'll be able to port into um, using the engine craft um, servers to to show, you know, whatever items, whatever assets you have, and you could trade them with other people in the game. This is this futures the, the, the future has arrived in a very rudimentary, kind of clunky initial fashion. This is a gateway. This is a gateway. Think of how many 126 million people Mostly kids, mostly, you know, Gen Z and Gen A are playing Minecraft monthly, a lot of times daily. And so now, and, and, and Microsoft owns Xbox. So then you can imagine if this thing goes well with Xbox, then Engine could probably, you know, go into that more. Now, you remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, you know, Microsoft and their patent that they had that was like a, a microchip patent that you can earn cryptocurrency by moving around. So it's almost like Microsoft is has a long-term goal around cryptocurrency. They've got patents around it. They've got these they've got these media, you know, they got these properties like Minecraft and Xbox, Bitcoin and crypto and Microsoft and that's mainstream right there. So keep an eye on that space. It it, it could be very big for crypto and it could be really interesting once you dive down that rabbit hole. I'm not going to dive down it, but it's there's some craziness going around that, I think. So I actually got into Minecraft probably about, I don't know, eight years ago. And there's a game to it where, you know, you can kill zombies and creepers and stuff. But there's the building aspect of it, which is really what's caught on. And back in 2013, I created uh, in my own world, I made this pyramid. I created a tree house. I, I made a little chapel. I created this glass tower that went as high as you wanted to. And I filmed a video walkthrough of it. And I put it up on my YouTube channel. I'm going to link to that in the show notes. You can go like, oh, damn, look what Joel made in, in Minecraft. That's yeah, now, could, now, could you sell those properties? Like, look, no, what no. if you had like a badass pyramid? Well, what about with blockchain now? Like, I got the badass pyramid that I made. And I want to sell it to you for whatever mine tokens. Absolutely. And there'll be, and people will be selling plots of land. Now, this was on my own, you know, server. So it would need to be put on the blockchain. So I would need to install the software and learn about it and then figure out, can you bundle up stuff together? Can you sell a whole uh, world? Because every Minecraft world is its own procedurally generated Mm. universe on its own. And they they don't overlap with other ones, but yeah. bring stuff in and you will, that's what's going to happen. So kind of what we're seeing here is a little bit of um, Decentraland, right? In Minecraft, where you're going to be able to buy a property and then just plunk it down into your Minecraft world. Yeah. Or like, what about if you make it like an NFT, like here's my badass treehouse. I'm going to sell 100 of these. Right. I mean, like I, maybe there's, there's going to be a whole new, Revenue generation models popping up as a result of this. People finding new ways to to bundle things to sell. I bet. I mean, that's interesting. I, I like that. I think it's very, very positive. Engine. Now, think about Engine, folks. They their coin took off this week too because they also have a they also have the Samsung wallet got integrated recently, and now you're, they're dealing with Microsoft and doing stuff here. Engine looks like one of those ones that could be a winner long term. 
Well, uh, another NFT project that's moving into the mainstream are the folks at Dapper Labs. They're the ones that made crypto kitties. And well, you know, the kitties might not have legs, um, at least metaphorically speaking, because we know we see from the pictures they actually do have legs. They just signed a deal with NBA Top Shot, and they're making a new blockchain based collectible for the uh, National Basketball Association. Yeah. That is another sign. This is this is fascinating whenever you can get multimedia and data smashed together into a token, right? Joel and I have been talking about this. There's some things that we're working on that's it's going to be doing some pretty cool stuff around these things. And uh yeah, imagine exactly. heroic photography and a video as well as a partnership with Sport Radar, they're doing lots of interesting things around this. Speaking of that, you know, we have not issued an NFT for um, as a proof of listening here in a little bit. We haven't done it since Virtual Blockchain Week. That's because we are working on a bigger project. This uh, this proof of listening was our first dabble into the NFT space, but uh, we are this close to going all in on a major project brought to you by the team of Bad Crypto. So we can't wait to um, get all the affirmatives on it. We're 99% and uh, we're going to be announcing it to you guys. In fact, we'll probably break the news on Bad Crypto before anywhere else, but I guarantee that it will be covered um, and talked about and you're not going to want to miss any of it because it's badassery at its finest. Mm. Look at this. The tokens for these NBA cards... They're sold in packs that range from $9 to mid-200s. Hmm. I, I had a token, Mr. Joel Com, that I ended up, I got I got one of those golden uh, garbage pail kids dropped, and I decided to sell it on eBay. That thing sold for $761. A digital collectible sold for $761. But that's actually the lowest price of any of the golden gar- garbage pail kids. Like one of them sold for three grand on GPK Market. Wow. Like right after they dropped, somebody sold it. Somebody bought it for 80,000 wax tokens, which are worth four and a half cents a piece. You do the math. We're, we're crazy hoping, numbers, man. We're hoping. Digital, it's like, oh, just digital. These are little pictures on a screen. It's ones and zeros. That's all it yep. is, man. It's all digital. We're hoping that uh, there'll be a big announcement from uh, wax and tops here coming up soon. We were hoping to announce it on today's show since the show goes live in two hours. But by the time you guys hear this, it will already happen. We don't know if that if the announcement happened or not, but we'll we'll find out. Uh, one last story, Mr. Travis, right from Coin Telegraph, and it's by Michael Kapilkov. Sounds like a Russian name. I am Michael Kapilkov. I have article have written for the Coin Telegraph. Was Satoshi a Windows or a Mac guy? And uh, Laszlo, the guy who bought the Bitcoin pizzas, said wanted to know which operating system did Satoshi use, and uh, he knows definitively that Satoshi used Windows because mm-hmm. Bitcoin didn't work on a Mac originally. Yeah. Yeah, they had to build that in. That's true. So there you go. Now you know. An, an answer to the question that you didn't even know that you wanted to ask. So, I'm so impressed with this information. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Something. Do something with it. I don't okay. Know. 
figure it out. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys here at Bad Crypto. We're actually, we're going to, uh, not next week, but the week after, due to the launch of the Nifty show, you know, we don't want to load up with too much content and we need time to uh, to do other things in our lives. So Bad Crypto is going to be going to two episodes a week and the Nifty show is going to be live every Friday. Um, you know, providing that we're not traveling and right now we're not Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time at nifty.show forward slash theta. And of course, the audio version for those that want to hear it in your ears and imagine the uh, stunning visuals, you can now go to iTunes and Stitcher and subscribe to that. Still bringing you three shows a week and the occasional EOS voice news when there is news from EOS voice. That is true. And we really appreciate you guys. If you are tuning in from Cointelegraph, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this. Uh, we love those folks over there. Every bad crypto news episode that we do, they write an article about and put it up there. It's a fun, great partnership. We give a big shout out to them. Much love. And a lot of folks come over and find bad crypto through that. So if you've tuned in first time, please subscribe to bad crypto and maybe even go subscribe to the Nifty Show. You can go find that on your favorite podcast players as well so really love you guys thank you for tuning in and if it is your first time you will know along with the republic of bad cryptopia that the very first thing you should do well after subscribing the second thing that you should do after subscribing and sharing the third thing that you should do after what about reviewing after reviewing the fourth the fourth thing that you should do is stay bad The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.